I want you to turn. I'm going to read a verse. And I want you to turn, first of all, to Judges chapter 4, please. Lord just had us lead on out and worship there, and it was just tremendous, wonderful. Judges chapter 4, and we're just going to read one verse. I will tell you the background of it in a moment. But I want to read a verse that would be, I suppose, our text. I may need two, maybe even three weeks. We'll see how the Lord leads on this. If you want to turn to Judges 4, I will read one verse out. And then we'll take it from there. I want to read from Psalm 118 and verse 24. And if you just keep your finger in Judges 4 and 14, please. This is the day which the Lord hath made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. Let us read it again. This is the day which the Lord hath made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. Let's pray. Father, thank you for the sense of your presence. And we thank you, Lord, that you're here to speak to every heart. Father, we pray now that you would expressly speak expressly speak into hearts and situations that they who hath an ear to hear would hear the Spirit saith to the church through thy word. Lord Jesus, we worship you. Lord Jesus, we love you. Lord Jesus, we thank you so conscious, Lord, of the sense of your presence and your anointing coming on me. So conscious, Lord, of you here. There's nothing, Lord, that I want to do that would grieve your spirit this evening. So, Lord, guard my lips. Put a watch upon them, O God, and help me to speak only the things that you would have me to speak, to speak the oracles of God. Hide this man who's frail and undone in your presence and glorify the only one who is worthy of all the praise and adoration and glory. Glorify the Lord Jesus Christ, thine only begotten Son, Thank you for his precious shed blood. And so, Father, we ask you to cover this congregation. Thank you for so many coming to fill the house again tonight. We ask you to bless everyone and every heart. For Jesus' name's sake. Amen. This verse jumped out at me a couple of weeks ago when I've carried carried this verse for maybe two weeks or so and it's been going over and over and over in my mind. It's been racing around there and it's been heavy on my heart until I had a two or three different witnesses that came before me who knew nothing and brought this verse to me. So you who are listening, you are here. You're here for a reason and if you can 
have the ears to hear what the Spirit saith through the Word tonight, I believe it'll make a difference. I believe God will speak to you, but I must leave that between you and God. Just do my job, which is to bring His Word, to be obedient to what He would say. This is the day which the Lord hath made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. And usually you would think, well, that's an encouraging verse. If it's raining, you still get up. And you say, this is the day that the Lord has made. It may be rain, but sure we need rain. Not that we need too much rain over here. We have plenty of it. But others are glad of it. Or this is the day which the Lord hath made and it's sunshine and we feel the benefit of it. And that's fine. But this word has opened up to me in prophetical utterance in, in ways that, that maybe would guide someone tonight also. Maybe you're going through something. Maybe there's an enemy at your door. Maybe there's someone who's attacking you verbally or spiritually, the enemy's on your back. And you feel yourself uh, caving in and crumbling around you as your whole world. Tonight, if you have ears to hear, then hear what the Spirit will say to you through the Word of God. This is the day which the Lord hath made for you to be here, for you to listen to this message. This is the day which the Lord hath made for you to come to Donna Cloney Elam. This is the day that God has placed it in my heart to bring this. And I only finished it yesterday for a, I struggled with it. So this is the day. The actual term, this is the day, it is actually mentioned five times. The, the, the precise term is mentioned five times in Scripture. And they're all in the Old Testament, but they reach right through to the New, right to the coming of the Lord. This is the day. In other words, the great I am, he who is eternal, self-existent Yahweh, Jehovah God, the great eternal spirit who is in from eternity to eternity, from of old to of everlasting. In other words, he's in your tomorrow. He's in your next week. He's in your next month. He's already there. And we're just catching up, as it were. We think what God has taken... Uh, but by chance sometimes, and Lord, do you understand? Lord, have you seen this? Do you know what's happening? Lord, look at the grief I have. And God wants us to tell him it all. But the thing about it is, is he already knows. He already has things planned and purposed. And in his church, he gives us prophetic utterance to hear his word, to trust in him, to rely on, to trust and rely on the Father's heart for whatever he has planned and purpose for you. Do you know this evening that you're loved? Do you know that you're deeply loved by the Father? Do you know that you're loved by the Father if you're in Christ? You're loved just as much as He loves His Son. For when He looks at you, He sees His Son. He sees you through the Lord Jesus Christ. That's stripped off condemnation from you tonight. Let's take away those things that have bound you and have held you and have kept you in fetters and maybe in chains and let them all drop off tonight and understand this, that your heavenly Father, He loves you with an everlasting love. And tonight, let us be before Him in love, as Paul tells us. Say, Father, I'm sitting in a church, or maybe someone listening to it is sitting at home. Wherever you are, when you are hearing this, you are before your Father, not in wrath because you're in Christ. You're before Him 
in love. Your Father loves you with an everlasting love. Let's take away all this condemnation that God's people are so stricken by and beaten with and pulled down with. Your Father in heaven, He sincerely and He deeply loves His children. Five times this is the day is recorded and it's all in the Old Testament. We want to look at those in the next week or two or whatever. And I want to start the first one by Judges chapter 4. We're just going to read one verse. One verse, let your eye run down to verse 14. And then I'll explain things to you. And Deborah said unto Barak, Up, for this is the day. Notice the term. For this is the day in the which the Lord hath delivered Sisera into thine hand. Is not the Lord gone out before thee? Notice what Deborah is pointing at here. She's pointing of a day of victory. This is not a day for the defeat of God's people, Israel. This is a day of victory. This is a day of overcoming. Now, when she says to Barak, up, the idea is, Barak, lift up your hands. Barak, lift up your heart. Barak, lift up your head. Barak, lift it up in him. Because today is the day which we have long waited for. And today God has gone, remember, before you. In other words, he's already there. He's already in that day. They just had to catch up. Up, Barak. Why are you sitting there? Why are you dying? Why are you defeated? Why are you anxious? Why are you afraid? Why, oh why, Barak, are you a man as thus? Because things have gotten on top of me, Deborah. Don't you realize what is happening to our people? Don't you realize what is happening to our nation? Don't you realize what has come into the land? Don't you realize the enemy is at the door? Don't you realize the persecution and the hurt that I'm under and that we're all under? Oh, Deborah, don't you realize? Here's the thing, Deborah was a prophetess. Now, ladies, I'm going to hover around for you for a moment. It's always about the men, isn't it? The men of the Bible. She was a prophetess. You see, God looks and he sees you, sister. And he wants to use you. He wants to give you spiritual endowment and endowment. He wants to give you power, just like he gives to any man. He wants to put his spirit the baptism of the Holy Ghost upon his people, his children, his daughters. Oh, I'm not sure about that. Stay with me for a moment. Now, you stay with me. Notice this. Deborah was a prophetess, and she lived in Mount Ephraim. Now, Mount Ephraim was the north of the country of the land of Israel, and that's where later days Ephraim, the tribe Ephraim, and the banner name would be of the, the ten tribes in the north. Nevertheless, that's where she came from, and we're told she was a prophetess. Here's some other prophetesses in the Scriptures. First of all, Miriam was a prophetess. Miriam was the sister of Aaron and Moses. Miriam was a prophetess. And whenever Israel came through the Red Sea, 
And when they come out the other side, and you know the story, the Egyptians were swallowed up by the sea. And God had delivered Israel from the hand of Pharaoh and from the Egyptian empire and armies. We're told that Miriam, she took timbrels in Exodus 15. We're told she was a prophetess. She took timbrels, little symbols on the fingers. And her and the ladies of Israel joined the praises with the men. And we're told they sang, listen, and they danced before the Lord. Can you see them? Symbols and the timbrels and they're singing and they're dancing before God. And God accepted the worship from a prophetess called Miriam. Secondly, there's another one. There's one in 2 Kings chapter 22. And her name is Huldah. Huldah. And Huldah, we're told, was a prophetess. Huldah, we're told that when uh, Israel were going through, or the southern kingdom of Judah, rather, were going through a difficult time, uh, Josiah was a king on the throne of Judah. And she prophesied because Judah had went the way of the northern kingdom of Israel that God would judge them. And Josiah was a reformer. Josiah reformed the land and he reformed the nation, turning them back to God. And God had mercy to a degree where he saw their hearts, but yet God said he was going to bring a judgment upon the house of Judah through Huldah the prophetess. So there's another one. There's another one. Oh, but that's the Old Testament prophetess. Okay, then let's look again. Let's look at the New Testament before the cross. Anna is in the temple. Simeon, uh, the priest in the temple, is there, and he sees the Lord Jesus being carried in by Mary and Joseph to be dedicated unto the Lord. And as he sees sees them carrying him in, he says, Now mine eyes have seen the salvation of the Lord showing that salvation was in Christ, not in the great ornate temple. That salvation was in a man. That salvation was personified and embodied in this little one, God of the very God. God himself clothed in flesh, carried in the arms of a young virgin woman. I've seen thy salvation. There's an old lady there called Anna. And in Luke chapter 2, verse 36 it says, Anna was a prophetess waiting for Christ. So here we have pre-cross, but yet New Testament. Okay, here we go again then. Let's look at this. In Acts chapter 2 and verse 17. Acts chapter 2, we have the day of Pentecost. 120 are in the upper room. And the Spirit of God comes and we know the story. There's men and there's women there and the Spirit of God rests upon each of their heads like cloven tongues as of fire. We're told they began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Now, as they come out, it's nine o'clock in the morning their time. Now, as they come out, they look like they're drunk because the Lord has just came upon them, and their flesh can't cope with the anointing power that came on them. They look like they're drunk. And everyone goes, these men and women, they're drunk. Old drunkards. Peter stands up and listen to what he says. He says in Acts chapter 2 and verse 16, this is that which was spoken of by the prophet Joel. Verse 17, and it shall come to pass in the last days, saith God, 
I will pour out of my Spirit upon all flesh, and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. And your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Even 1 Corinthians 11 and verse 5 talks about a woman covering her head to pray or prophesy. And we're not going to the covering uh, dispute tonight about that. But people look more to the covering and forget the prophesying. Let's look at all of it. Here we have New Testament post-cross ladies, women who are saved, baptized, born again, and filled with the Holy Ghost, prophesying in the name of the Lord. Ladies, you should feel, if you have ears to hear, listen tonight, let Jesus set you free. Let the Holy Ghost set you free tonight. You are not no longer under bondage and slavery to men's ideas and mentality. For the Spirit of the Lord is here, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. Here we have the Spirit of God bringing a spirit of prophecy. Okay, let's go back to our reading, shall we? Notice this. And... Judges chapter 4 and verse 14. We're told, And Deborah said unto Barak, Up, for this is the day in which the Lord hath delivered Sisera into thine hand. Is not the Lord gone out before thee? Notice this woman. She's starting to take charge as a judge in Israel. And many people say, Well, why would God use a woman? Maybe he just couldn't find a man who was a man enough. Hello, sisters. Thank you, Yonza. Anybody else? You're just afraid of your husband, is that all? Yonza isn't here tonight. Maybe he just couldn't find a man who would step up to the plate. Here we have Deborah. Take note. Deborah means bee, as in honey bee, buzzy bee. Bee. Deborah was one who was a prophetess who pollinated, to one for another word, listen, who pollinated Israel with the word of God. As, uh, Deborah was the one who pollinated Israel with the faith of God. Deborah was the one who pollinated Israel with a prophetic word of truth. Deborah was the one who pollinated Israel and she brought strength and she brought hope to them. She was the one who brought her appointed and her anointed ministry and leadership onto men who were fearful. She says to Barak, Up, Barak, get up! You're meant to be a captain of the army of the Lord's host. You're sitting there. You're a miserable wretch, Barak. Get up. Get up. This woman had guts. This woman had Holy Ghost anointing. This woman, Deborah, she says, Up. For this is the day in which the Lord hath delivered Sisera into thine hand. Is not the Lord 
gone out before thee. She brought justice and judgment through her prophetic gift. And as a judge in Israel, Deborah came to Barak to stir up his heart again to go on to serve the Lord in victory. Brother, sister, there are too many of us who are trying to serve the Lord in defeat. God does not want you to be in defeat. God wants you to stand up. He wants you to step out. He wants you to press in. He wants you to move on. He wants you to take hold. And he wants you to walk on faith in his name for his glory and be an overcomer in his son. Here we have this woman. Now, I notice this. Notice this. Here we have this woman saying, this is the day. And what is she saying? Now, he or she who hath ears to hear, let him hear, let her hear what the Spirit will say to the church at this time. This is the day, Barak, of victory. This is the day if you take hold of what God has told us. This is the day through long suffering and struggling and turmoil and trouble and trial. He says, this is the day if you can believe, as it were, touch the hem of his garment. He says, this is the day when you will move in victory and not in defeat. Brother, sister, if you have ears to hear, then you hear what the Spirit says to you right now. Grasp hold and say, this is the day I'm moving forward. This is the day of God's glory. This is the day I'll move in power. This is the day the Spirit will speak. This is the day when things will change. This is the day when circumstances will turn. This is the day when the sick will be healed in Jesus' name. We need to grab hold of the hem, as it were, of his garment. Here, Deborah said on the back, this is the day conquering. This is the day of realized hope. After all, we've come through. Do you know if you go into the history at this time, I'll tell you what happened. The heathen had come in. Ungodliness had come in. The worship of idols had come in. And the very highways where they used to do trade, and the trade routes up and down, they were now full of, of men and women who had no shame of their sin who were very forthright and who demanded not only their rights, but who overcame God's people who still tried to hold on to the things of God. And now God's people find themselves in the back streets, as it were, in the back roads, trying to go over the mountains, the hills, and down the valleys to take a long road so as not to offend on the short. Hello, does it not sound the same as Britain today? Is it not the same that no longer are those who once murdered afraid to show their face? Does it not show you that those who once done whatever behind closed doors now parade through our streets? Is it not now that God's people, his church, are afraid to come out and will go over every mountain and through every valley, will take every back road, will go through every back street, just so as not to offend and not to be overcome by the enemy of God? That's what's happening in Britain tonight. And that's where we are. It's time we heard the prophetic word to say, stand up, my people. Take your stand. Stand up in Jesus' name. Take hold. This is a day of victory. This is not a day of defeat. You're not in defeat. Brothers, if you're sitting there saying I'm beat, then you don't know your God. Sister, if you're sitting saying there's no hope for me and I'm defeated, then you don't know your God. 
all in our flesh would tell us that, and the devil would whisper that, that to us. He'll shout over the heads, for he cannot touch you. It's whether you listen to the voice of the devil or whether you listen to what the Spirit says to the church at this time will determine where you are. There's a battlefield raging, but the victory is yours. It's already won. It was done at the cross at Calvary. Here we have this woman, Deborah, saying, this is the day. This is the day in the which the Lord hath delivered Sisera into thine hand. Here's a strange thing. Do you know what Sisera means? It means battle array, battle array. It also gives the idea of a battlefield. <laughs> Isn't that strange that Deborah says, Barak, get up. See the one where you're defeated on the battlefield by him. The one whose name means battle array, where there's raging going on, where there's that sort of, that force is gathered around you where all is lost and hope is gone. She says, if you can understand what day it is today, this is the day, she says, not tomorrow. Brother, do you hear that, sister? Not tomorrow. This is the day that if you hold on and you can grasp hold of the Word of God through the Spirit of the Lord, then you can understand that today is the day when the battle is not yours, it's God's, and He's already won the war for you. It's already yours. The victory is yours for claiming. It's yours for having. It's yours for receiving. Will you receive the victory that is in God tonight? Receive the victory that is in Christ. Notice this. Sisera means battle array or the field of battle. This is the day that the Lord hath delivered the field of battle or the battle array into thine hand. Notice, is not the Lord gone out before thee? I'll say it again. Is not the Lord gone out before thee? In other words, she's saying, it's not a question that I'm asking you, Barak. This, I'm not asking you, is he not? It's a statement. It's a fact. She says, but now answer me and tell me, is the Lord gone out before you? Do you believe, brother? Do you believe, sister? Can you grasp hold tonight? that no matter what you're facing, that no matter what you're looking at, that no matter what you're going through, that the Lord has gone out before you. You're just catching up. He's already won. He's already got it all in charge and in control. He's still on the throne. He is the great I am, the ancient of days, the great eternal spirit who calls thee unto him. And when God calls you to him, remember, he who is in your tomorrow is calling you into your tomorrow in him because he has already brought it to pass and he is already in charge. He is sovereign, meaning everything is below him. There's nothing above him. He is in full, total, and complete control of your life. Here we have, here we have Barak. Get up. It's your God that went before you. This is the day. This is the day. Your Sisera, your battlefield, it may be, or it could be something in your mind. It may be something at work, or someone at work. It may be your family, your community. It may be sickness. And if you can hear the word that the prophetic utterance this evening, 
The spirit word is, this is the day for you, brother, and for you, sister. This is the day which the Lord hath delivered Sisera into thine hand. Is not the Lord gone before you? How did the Lord go before him? I'll tell you. There was a wee woman at a tent. Her name was Jael. She comes out to the tent. She recognizes who this enemy is. No child's name means mountain goat. And I don't know if the parents realized that when they called her it, but actually Hulda means weasel. So it could be worse. But this wee mountain goat. In other words, the little things. You know the people where you look at and you think, oh, well, that's just such and such. That's just him or her. Well, God had just a such and such. He had a wee him and a wee her just standing at the door of the tent. And she says, come in, sister. Come in, she says, and rest. He comes in and she gives him milk and so on. And he lies down. He's exhausted from his travels. And he lies down and he puts his head on the ground to sleep. And little mountain goat, Jael, goes over to somewhere in her cupboard and she pulls out a big nail. And she walks over to him, and the nail is like a tent peg. She puts it to his temple, she lifts up the hammer, and she smashes it through his skull. Comes right out the other side and sticks him to the ground. He's no dozer, sure she's not. He's making sure she's going to put him down right. You know something? Is that not a picture of your battle? Is that not a picture of the devil? That it was through our Lord's victory that whatever you're facing, that somewhere, even now, God is preparing a wee such and such, a wee man here or a wee woman there or something to happen over here that you're traveling into it and you think, I'm never going to make it. I'm never going to cope. I'm never going to get through. Then suddenly, all of a sudden, your devil, you realize, has been defeated. Your problem has changed and your heart has been strengthened because your God has went before you. Because your God has went before you. Your God has put a nail through the head of your battle. Your God has put a nail through the temples and pinned it to the earth and says, you'll stay there and you'll never move against my child again. If you can take that, the Lord had me write this for his people. And if you can grasp hold by faith and say, Lord, I believe it, then that is a prophetic word for you this evening. Tell you what I'll do. I'm going to finish this one point. I'm going to think that's enough tonight. And next week, we're going to go into the next one. Notice this. This is the day in the which the Lord hath delivered Sisera into thine hand. Is not the Lord gone before you? Now, here's what you need to answer in your own heart tonight, brother, sister. Answer deep within yourself. If Barak had not taken the word... If Barak had not taken the opportunity to get up and to go in faith after the enemies of God, to take his stand, in other words, if Barak had not decided 
to change his mind, to change his thinking. In other words, to repent of how he was feeling. If Barak had not taken, as it were, the horns of the altar to cry on to God, to believe God, and had not acted on it. If, God, if Barak had not have got up in faith, then he, notice, he would have missed the day. Someone else would have claimed that victory. Brothers and sisters, you and I need to hear the Spirit tonight and say, Lord, I'm believing you. I'm claiming it in your name. And I'm not letting another take that crown. You know what Barak means? Lightning. Or lightning bolt. Lightning or lightning bolt. In other words, Barak, at the sound of the word, this is the day, Barak. The prophetess spoke. Sisters, it's time to seek after the Spirit. It's time to move into where God has liberated you that no longer is it. It's not just men who can prophesy, but the ladies can prophesy. Notice this. Barak means lightning or lightning bolt. He wasted no time. He moved swiftly and he moved speedily at the word of God. And after much and after long hardships, trials and battles, Israel, Barak and Deborah could say as the psalmist had said in later years in Psalm 118 and verse 24. This is the day which the Lord hath made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. Is there someone here this evening who will lay claim to what God is speaking right now to your heart and say, this is the day, Lord, when you've brought me here. This is the day, Lord, when you've spoken to my heart. This is the day, Lord, when you've spoken into my life. This is the day, Lord, that I take hold by faith of the things of God and move out in victory in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. This is the day which the Lord hath made. We will rejoice and be glad. Not sad. We will be glad in it like Miriam with her timbrels dancing at the other side of the Red Sea after Israel's deliverance through it. You know something? See, Miriam the prophetess, her song is also sung as Moses' song. Moses sings a song and she enters into the blessing. And it's in Revelation chapter 15, as they stand around the throne, the elders and the beasts and all the creation of God will stand around before him and they sing the song of Moses and of the Lamb. The song of Moses is that of song of deliverance and that of the Lamb is a song about the blood, the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ that cleanseth us from all our sin. Now I'm going to keep preaching if I don't let you go home. And the Lord bless you this evening. That's a wee opener. Next week, I'll try for next week. I'm going to look at another one. It's a shorter one. That's one of our longer ones. Well, there's an intermediate, a shorter one next week, and we'll move into one of our longer ones. I'll read the scripture for you. You can see what you think of it. Let me read the scripture for you. Just one verse. And you'll see what you can think of it. Go with me to Ezekiel, please. Book of Ezekiel. I have to write this one yet because there's a lot in it. 
Ezekiel, please, chapter 39. Ezekiel chapter 39. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Okay. Just let me find the scripture and we'll read it together. Yes, let your eye run down, please. 39 and verse 8. Behold, it is come and it is done. Saith the Lord God, this is the day whereof I have spoken. What is that day? That's why I've entitled us. What day is it? Sometimes I don't know what day it is. What day is it? This is the day. This is the day. What is the Lord speaking of here in Ezekiel 39 and verse 8? I'm going to show you next week. He's speaking of what people call the Battle of Armageddon. It's actually the battle of that great day of God Almighty. Speaking of the nations coming together, you're seeing it now happening, starting to saber rattle and get together. Next week, we'll identify the nations. I'll just shout them out. I'm not going to go through a whole, I don't want to turn into an epic. But what we'll do is we'll show you them next week and some other time soon, we'll bring more right on it. But we'll show you them and how the Lord says, this day is as sure as the other days I have spoken about. And it's coming, brothers and sisters. Then we'll look at the, 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 the reading of Psalm 118. This is the day which the Lord hath made. And do you know our Lord sang that before he was crucified? And do you know that if you look at that also, that speaks of not only our Lord's crucifixion and resurrection, but his coming again, which links him with Ezekiel chapter 39 and verse 8. We'll maybe look at that next week or maybe the week after. But let's, let's let people know and say, look, the Lord is going to speak. Why don't you come? Grab hold of the word of the Lord this evening. He who hath ears to hear, let him hear what the Spirit hath said to the church.